week's wasn't too um, extra with the sound. Are they trying to tell us something? Is this why they're not here again? <laughs> they don't like us no more. They don't like us. But the time before, they had a very, very cute dog, Megan and Jake, in the Creative Individuals recording studio. They had a very, very oh, tiny dog. Little baby puppy dog. Oh, I know. Well, this is Emily and Laura from A Fresh Perspective on Business podcast. Yes, it is. Hello. Hello. We also have a business called Fresh Perspective Resourcing. Very similar, but different. It is different. This is like the X-rated version where we could be a bit naughty and uh, really tell you how we feel. <laughs> but because you can't talk back, it's fine. We can really let rip. Yeah, we do really let rip, yeah. But our business is going really well, isn't it? We're doing all right, yeah. We're doing really, really well, which is mint. We're moving soon into new offices. Yeah. We've got more peoples. We have got more peoples. Yeah. No more dogs, though. We can't, I don't think we'll go with more dogs. No, They're worse than the peoples. I feel so hungry. <laughs> I've had my smoothie and then I had I, I, me and Lenny sat. I've got a polo, um, a polo courtesy car, which is quite a big difference from a Tiguan to a polo. I might tell you. Um, me Let and Lenny me literally, tell you. <laughs> we're like cramped up in it. But I ate one of those little oaty things that I made, but I just feel like I'm really hungry now. And it's got peanut butter in it, bananas, walnuts, raisins, oats. Just a greedy bitch. But in a tiny, tiny package. So this rude. baby's eating all your food, taking it away from you. I know. How rude. Nom, 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 nom. It's like a little Pac-Man. Ap, ap, ap. So we've decided to do this week's podcast on bullying. Mean girls and boys. Mean girls and boys, yeah. The dicks like, out there. We don't like them. No. We don't like meanies. No, definitely not. And we, we spoke about it quite a bit on social media, didn't we, a few weeks ago? And everyone, I think everyone, did everyone put a post out about it? Yes. In some way. Yeah, we were we were a collective force about yeah. bullying. It was in the workplace where we were talking about it. Yeah. Rather than in a general sense. Personal setting. Because yeah. you think, I do think a lot of people, not used to or expect it, but at school, there are bullies. There's always a bully or, f- or some at school. There's always is. I don't do you feel like why? it's a lesson that you have to learn and that's why there's always going to be one there? I don't know. And then you leave school and you're like, oh, thank God, hated it, never go back. Don't understand these people that are like, oh, my God, I loved school. You're like, you were obviously A, a bully or B, popular. <laughs> that <was> it. <laughs> this is Tom. <laughs> Tom was like, I always stuck up with the people who were bullied. I was like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> I was like, I was bullied. <laughs> Me too. And then you leave and you're like, brilliant, that's it, it's done now. Right of passage, out of the way. You get to college and there's, they're, they're there as well. And then they try and push you off the bridge at Runshaw College. Yeah, but we've both got an epiphany moment that we can share today. Yeah, we can. So, On the bridge. We, we will, yeah, mine's in the uh, canteen. <laughs> so we will share. And if you've not had your epiphany moment, where you're like, I'm not taking this shit anymore. It's coming. Yeah, you can, I mean, maybe don't resort to violence, which is what we did, but it is good doing that. But you can take some inspiration from our stories. It's like a little fist bump there. That was a, that was a kind of... <laughs> that's me well, punching the air. I think I resorted to violence because that no was, violence way. was done to me. Violence was... <laughs> so I'm like, well, this is how I'm going to retaliate. Yeah. Fire with fire. We were always so. What we'll do on this episode, we'll tell you a little bit about our personal stories with bullying, and we're laughing. How we long have been have we, got? we have been bullied. I mean, I have definitely got some funny stories to tell you, but also um, 
you know, like our mo- we, my mum and dad broke, not broke up, split up when we were younger. Now our dad's quite a little bit feisty. Mum's probably mum is definitely feisty in her own way, but not not in not in the same way. And so mum was, I reckon mum would have been a walk away from bullies, you know, take the high road, and dad would have been get stuck in and show them what you're made of. And I think, and we lived with mum, didn't we? So we were the message to us was walk away from bullies, but then bullies would just hit you from behind <laughs> with umbrellas or stuff. <laughs> Or throw shit at you. <laughs> Although you say that about mum, and there's been at least two occasions that spring to mind when she has gone headfirst into a confrontation. Ab- absolutely, I think she just plays this kind of. She'll be listening now as well. She's very, she's an avid <laughs> podcast fan, which is wonderful. I feel like Laura's guilt tripped from listening to. It. I haven't. I don't know where it's come from. I know, but she's um, she because I was jokingly like slagging her off about um, what we can't say in front of the baby when the baby comes. Like we're not allowed to say that we're dieting or that we don't like our faces without makeup on. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, what are you not going to say? And I was like, okay, very, very good. I'm very sorry. Sorry, Carol. Yeah, but this so this is definitely not that. But mummy's feisty, isn't she? Like, if if you push mum, she will, she'll twat you. <laughs> don't push Carol, push a push pot. I mean, she's very small. She is small, like but, a little bird. Yeah, she is like a bird, but, but small and mighty. She'll have you. She will you watch you. her control a giant dog. She she does it. Try and put butter on her scone. She will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! But yeah, we were talking about. Should we tell? Should we say our personal stories first? Yeah, I was gonna finish off what I was saying before. Like you think it's gone at school, you're done with oh, in college, yeah. and then you go to work, and they're there as well. Oh, do you know? You've got to be aware. Watch out! There's bullies about. <laughs> <laughs> watch out! There's bullies about. <laughs> I feel like we've got a, I feel like we had a massive break in the podcast. Last week was it just went a little bit like we was having pressure, but I feel like because we didn't have a goal in mind, we kind of were a little bit lacking lustre. But I just feel like we need to warm up. But we haven't had a break. I don't understand. No, maybe we need to do like a five minute pretend podcast before we actually press record. <laughs> we went and practice our mouth movements. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? God, I'm so hungry. My belly's talking to me, which you can probably hear because we can hear everything. <laughs> Yeah, we do apologise if the sound is different to usual. We've been left to figure it out ourselves and we aren't technical people. No, but maybe this is a test and we're not passing it. Maybe this is our horror film and now we're being picked off at the beginning. So come on. Okay. Right. <laughs> what are we doing now? <laughs> we're always like, we would be the ones who lasted till the end of our horror film. We would and kill now that the we're literally, we're literally faced with one tiny problem this because it's lots of buttons. We're like, it's oh. this big scary black thing with lots of buttons and dials on it. We don't know what to do. No. Right, do we so, need to share our stories? Yeah. Do you want to go first? Yes. Okay, go. Yeah, right, so I'll try not to take too long. We're seven minutes in. So I was definitely <laughs> bullied. Um, I, I remember being bullied in primary school, but I've always found that I've been bullied by the people that I've been closest to. So, like, the people that I was friends with. So not, like, someone who sat outside of it and just gave me shit. Like, actually, people I was friends with, which I think is almost worse because my self-esteem and all that sort of self-worth was so low that I'd just keep going back to them. You know, like a dog that's been battered, which I just think is horrendous. And, and so I never felt like I fit in. I don't know why, because it's not like I had two heads or anything like that, or I was I came across as, like, weird, which I'm doing in inverted commas, because, you know, obviously people who seem like they're part of the out-group or different will get more shit, one, which I know is not right. But, yeah, I was definitely giving quite a lot of shit in primary school and stuff, and then 
I went to a different high school to the majority of people that I went to primary school with, which was great for me. I was like, fuck off, I can't, can't wait. <laughs> but then I went to Southland and um, the clientele at Southland was... Um, clientele? <laughs> Was um is it somewhat to be desired? Is that yes, yeah, very good that saying yeah. Cause that's what I'm trying to say, and um and I got in with this like big group of friends, but then there were a few people in there who I don't know because I always used to wear like a long coat and I went through like, like matrix yeah yeah and like I don't know went through stages where I experimented with stuff like I am quite a creative person I've got quite a lot of tattoos I used to like have my hair in lots of different colours and stuff but the girls that I were mates with were the, definitely the popular girls the inverted commas are back out. And as much as I might have been part of that, I don't think that is me underneath it all. I don't think that's who I wanted to be. So I kind of stuck out. So I would have, I would get quite a bit of shit like that. And then I remember having another sort of spin-off group. And then that was the same, like it was them who gave me shit. I remember going on a trip to London and they put hair removal cream in my shampoo and conditioner and then chased me down these corridors until I got to my room. And it was terrifying, like being chased by a murderer. That's what it felt like at the time. And then the next day I was just expected to just go and hang out with them. It was just really weird, like not being able to get away from your bullies because they're your mates. That's awful. It, it was, but it was always like that. And like, I remember one girl who we're not friends with anymore, um, she would tell one of my other friends that I'd said really horrible things. She was like, oh, Emily said that your legs are fat. Emily said that you look shit today. And then this girl would fall out with me for like a week or a few days and not tell me why. So, and then that's when I started to like feel like really severe anxiety because I had no idea what was going on. And I was like, I don't understand why people aren't talking to me. And it just felt fucking awful. I remember once being in history and this one of these girls was writing on my back. And I told her to stop and she wouldn't stop. She just kept writing on my back. And I was so scared to go home because I knew that mum would be really disappointed that I'd let someone do that to me. So I remember going home to grandma's on the way home and then she like took me, made me take my shirt off and cleaned it with milk because that's how you can get like bar yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just stuff like that, isn't it? That's just dead shit. And loads of stuff happened. Like, and then... You know, like, you would get the kind of pressure from boys. I remember one boy coming up to me, again, quite a popular guy in English, and he sort of bent down, and he was like, oh, your legs are hairy. You should get rid of that hair on your legs. And I think that's, like, not oh a great God. thing to say. I had a bit of hair on my top lip as well, so I was absolutely penalised for that. And, God, I wish I'd just known about waxing back then. And I had this... I had this thought the other day, thinking if I had a kid who had like a little bit of top hair, top lip hair, like is it better to just wax it off before they go to high school just to save it? But it shouldn't be like that. No, it shouldn't be a thing. Not when you were telling me yesterday that when the baby's in the belly and it has a layer of hair whilst its skin develops. Yeah. Like we all we're supposed to have hair, and just some people have more than others. I know. Then why does not be ridden hairs out? <laughs> and they're blonde. He said, I mean, he's got a beard. Thomas. I know, and I'm like, you shouldn't do this though because, it, again, it's pressure to not have any hair in places that it's not deemed attractive. It like, grows it's not there. Right. Like, why is it wrong? They yeah. want to grow. It wants to grow there. Let yeah, it. let it grow there. I would love to let everything grow out, but I just feel we're, like, I've um, I've not shaved my armpits for like a week and, and I feel like I've got my vest top on today and I thought, oh shit, if I reach up for something, someone's going to think, oh my God, look at her. The absolute bloody scrot or whatever. And it's it's that kind of, but I don't, I don't want it because I can't be armed. And I've got X under my arms at the moment, so why would I want to shave him? But it's because you feel like you've got to, because you're not you're not deemed worthy if you don't. And I just fucking hate all this stuff. But I took lots of different forms of shit at school. 
and just took it. I was a massive, massive pushover. I don't think I was loud. I love sport, but I stopped doing sport because of certain people who did it. And it was just, oh God, it was terrifying. I remember what, like walking in shorts and people would tell me like, say awful things about my legs and stuff like that. And, and I don't know why, because these people weren't oil paintings themselves. And I remember going to college and I remember wearing these. I got these um, boots from Topshop and they look like Ugg boots, but I think they were slippers and I didn't know they were slippers. <laughs> <laughs> so I wore them for college <laughs> in winter <laughs> and it wasn't great anyway and then um, and this girl had kept giving me shit and she was giving me shit about that and uh, but I just ignored it and then she gave one of my friends shit so she was a bully outside of the friendship group it's the first time I experienced bullying outside of being mates with people so I didn't know her and she gave me shit and then um, kept giving it me and then she gave my friend shit this, this one day and really quite bad, bad. And so I saw her in the canteen and I just went up to her and I butted her. Just <laughs> clean in the face, head butter. And I was just like, oh my God. And then I got suspended and stuff and, and it was really bad and I got kicked out of English. I, I don't really know why I got kicked out of English for that. That was my form at the time. <laughs> she disowned me. But then I thought, I'm not doing this anymore. And I think it was quite a severe reaction. But that is the last time I, not last time I took shit, because I've taken shit indirectly in a lot of ways since then. But that's the last time I took, like, I would classes quite, you know, shit bullying. Because I was just like, fuck this, I'm not doing it anymore. And no, I de definitely shouldn't have resorted to um, headbutting violence. <laughs> but it was well, my I mean, moment. I think that's open for opinion. Yeah. yeah. I think... Sometimes you've just got to be like, right, enough is enough. And you need to get this into your stupid head that I'm not putting up with this anymore. It's over. Yeah, it's over. Enough is enough, enough is enough is, is enough. It is, yeah. And I feel like sometimes people just don't get the message and they'll carry on. You're like, right, you're not listening to me. I'm not doing it anymore. Don't push me. And they push you. And then they're like, oh my God, you headbutted me. Yeah. You're like, well, I did try and tell you. Yeah. You you push and push and push and push. Something's going to give. And in this situation, it was me on your face. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And it, it's, it's so, it's awful, isn't it? People want to push you to the limit. But she was she like, oh my God, yeah. Emily just headbutted me. Miss, miss. Yeah. Like, oh my God, are you, are you actually joking me yeah. right now? And all the evidence in that moment is that I've headbutted her. Yeah. And that was fine. I was happy to be suspended. I was happy to be, I mean, I, I wasn't able to take English through then as an A-level, which was a bit shit and disappointing. But do you know what? I thought I, this has been like a fucking moral victory for me. Like this was massive. And this was all those years of hurt. <laughs> <laughs> coming out but that's been my sort of personal story and I've, I've taken quite a lot of, of shit where people have tried to control me and stuff like that and that's kind of played into my anxiety more and I probably wouldn't have classed that as bullying but looking back now I would definitely say that, oh is, my that is a form yeah. you know like the whole like silent treatment yeah. gaslighting yeah all that kind of stuff I've definitely but I'd say over the last two years I've really come out of that and I don't really Okay, I, I sometimes go back to, you know, what, the comfort zone of taking shit, but I, I think I'm probably over the worst of that, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's all bullying. It's just when we say bullying, we think of, like, schoolyard bullies, calling people names, stealing the lunch money, flushing your head down a toilet, yeah. that kind of stuff. But it's just, as people get older, bullies become more sophisticated and it comes out in different forms. So another word for bullying is domestic violence. Yeah, absolutely. And gaslighting, people being controlling, verb verbally abusive people uh, and physically abusive people. They're, they're all bullies. It just comes out in different forms. Some yeah. people are 
mental, emotional bullies and other people are more obvious, verbal and physical, but it's it's still all the same. It just happens in different ways throughout your life. Yeah, absolutely. So there's my story. Very good. Well, well this done. This is my head trip down memory lane. For headbutting that girl and coming out on the other side. <laughs> Very good. Do you want to share yours? God, there's so many. <laughs> I know, I had to try and do like a little whistle-stop tour of it. I remember the first time, I think, was in primary school and then a guy called Simon slapped me really hard around the face and oh I cannot God. remember why it happened. But I remember it and it really, really hurt. I'd never been hurt by anybody that much. And that was at primary school, so what was I, like, 11 or younger? <gasps> God. Just clean slapped you around the face. Like, really belted me in the face. I remember where I was in the playground and I can't, but I can't remember why. I can't remember why it happened. Oh, my God. No. Who is that? Did you just say his full name? No, I just said his first name. Oh. I do know his full name. <laughs> do you? Yeah, you remember it? No, an M. Oh. Mm. And then, and then at, at secondary school, I remember, oh, even like the first, right at the beginning, there were these boys that followed me around and called me fat. <gasps> and they kept this. following me around and then... Um, eventually, one day, I turned around and kicked one of them <laughs> in the shin with my Doc Martin. Very cool. And then I got detention. I oh know, because that's what happened at the time, isn't it? It's shit. I'm like, well, what about all these weeks that they've been calling me names and following me around, and then eventually I'm going, I can't be doing with this. Go away, and they won't. So I kicked him, and he went away then. But I get in trouble. Yeah. And then it's uh, worth it though, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. He didn't mess with me again. God. Although I, it wasn't an epiphany moment. I was still bullied for the rest of the five years. It's, maybe oh. not five. I think maybe the last two years weren't as bad. Um, but there was a time, and I can't remember why, this guy was, again, giving me grief, kept pushing into me in the corridors, pushing me into lockers. So I pushed him back one day. And then I was at the vending machine. And um, his sister, who was a few years older than us, came in and she just backhanded me in the face. And I had um, train tracks. <gasps> and it caught all the inside of my lips. And that she said, don't don't push my brother. I'm like, oh, he pushed me first. Are you joking? It's ridiculous, isn't it? I feel so much hatred straight away. I know. Just like... I, Oh, and he was a little shit at school as well. Always in trouble. So no one would ever believe that I... Because quiet as a mouse at school. Yeah. <laughs> I soon well, learned that that is not the way to be. It's really, really not. It really, really isn't. <laughs> no, and then he went to Unless college. Unless you went to a really nice school, which and there we was, didn't. There was this girl that looked like a goth, and it was Rachel, my best friend, who liked her boyfriend, but never did anything about it. Sometimes we'd chat to him in classes. And I, I can't remember, but she would just look at me with this look, and she'd always bang, bang into me. The goth. The goth, yeah. yeah. And not saying there's anything wrong with being a goth, but that's about... when I we can't say her, name. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, I can have to explain her somewhere. And, I, and then eventually you get so sick and tired of it happening that we're on the bridge at Runshaw and I just I just lost my shit with her. And she nearly ended up falling off the bridge. Oh, God. And she didn't bother I me really again after that. I this is as well. I can't remember her name. I'll have to have a think. Mm. And then um, get some again dolls. at college, another girl called Vicky, she had a beef with me. I don't know why. And um, she... <laughs> I had a really nice coat from Whistles. We always had, we always had nice coats. Thanks, we did Mom. have nice coats, yeah. And then, because she was on the bus and she was giving me grief and shit on the bus and then she got off at my stop. She never used to get off at my stop. Oh, no. And um, I knew she was following me. And then she like... Oh, God, this is awful! She, like, kicked me and it was beige, my coat. I was really annoyed. And it had been raining and I had my umbrella in my hand. And it was like... Wiped it across it, You know when you flick it and yeah. they, they open up... <laughs> Just hit with my umbrella. Was no good for an umbrella after that, but she didn't bother me again. 
Isn't it ridiculous? Mm. Like, what are these people doing? Getting, I mean, like, you can get arrested for this shit. Getting off the bus and following someone for no reason, like, yeah. what is wrong with you? You horrible it's, it's creature! Assault. It is assault. It's like, and it, and I know it might people might be like, well, all these people have not done this for no reason, but I genuinely, hundred percent, like, I was really quiet at school. I was, I wasn't popular. I wasn't loud. I was, I was just kept myself to myself. I, as towards the end of school I was I was always in the sports teams um which is probably what saved me really because I still had to communicate with people Mm. and I've always been a team player because I've always been in the sports teams and in the last two years I hung around with everybody in the sports team and probably they were the better years of school but younger and I've got I think now why I don't take any shit from people is because it's because of that so it has shaped me I am stronger more resilient more tenacious more determined to be successful because of all the people that tried to stop me to get there. Yeah. But it's, uh, and then even at work, like I've had bosses that have literally screamed in my face. Like that's a form of bullying. Of course it is. You don't want to go to work. No, absolutely not. And I think, because. And my husband, he bullied me. Yeah, he was an absolute dick. I mean, I don't know your bosses, but he was a total dick. And I, I do think it's, because sometimes like people can say they're being bullied in the workplace and, and, and it, it might not be that case. They might, because a lot of the time you can think it, can't you? You can think that stuff's happening to you because you might be paranoid or insecure or whatever. So there, there is that as well. Because I do think it starts with you as in, what can I do differently to change the situation? That sort of stuff. Like, um, But sometimes it might just be that you're an easy target and this person's having a really hard time and they just want to give you shit. Yeah. You were just... Shit some, rolls you down were just a, Yeah, absolutely. But I do think, look at yourself first, like as in... Are you are you just being oversensitive? Like the, there is that as well. Yeah, because bullying can be like like it, it's not necessarily as obvious as that. It can just be leaving people out, yeah, not including them, um, and making them feel ostracized. But again, like you say, it's like are you subconsciously holding yourself back? Yeah, try whatever you can to get involved and fix the situation before you decide whether it is. Absolutely. Obviously, yeah. if someone punches you in the face, that's pretty obvious. Yeah, that is a really <laughs> easy sign to say, this is not all right. But if, yeah. say if I walked into a networking event, I would really struggle mingling just because I really don't like group networking. So then I could be like, these people are ignoring me. These people are not, not speaking to me. These people are leaving me out. And that is true because I am doing nothing to make an effort. Yeah. So I do think there is a fine line, but absolutely, you shouldn't tolerate it. And, and if you feel like, you know, you're being... Like we often ask the team for updates and pretty much every single person, I'd say apart from Evie, um, thinks that we are being... Uh, negative they think that we're asking them for an update because they don't think they're doing it yeah yeah yeah. so that's so we've all got this negative bias and that's because we're animals and we would have been hunted and stuff like that so you will naturally think negative before positive unless you're one of those amazing people that always thinks positive and oh god I would love to be one of those people but unfortunately (laughs) I'm not we are pretty positive but I am definitely negative bias um which is the the general population yeah me too yeah, you just are, aren't you? Like, Tom's yeah. like, you're just assuming the worst bit of pregnancy. And I'm like, I know, but it's because I'm trying to survive. I'm trying to survive pregnancy and survive childbirth because the, that's my instinct, well, isn't it, to survive? Well, it's because if you look at our past, what we've explained, like, we've we've had to experience the worst, so we've come to expect it, but because we manage our expectations. Yeah. So if you expect the worst, and I know it doesn't sound very positive, but then if things are better, then you're like, oh, amazing. Yeah. 
Like if someone's running running down the hill in the morning next to me and Lenny, Lenny doesn't think, oh, this person's running. He thinks this person's going to attack us. <laughs> so he turns round and he's, he's on high alert. Yeah. He's, a, he's not a, a negative or a positive animal, but he's an animal that's trying to survive. And so ultimately when you look at it, it's your ego thinking, are we safe? Should we be doing this? And yeah. so you are looking at that stuff. So we see it you know, with, with the team and we're like, listen, if we've got a problem, we'll tell you we've got a problem. And we won't be like, oh, we've got a problem. <laughs> We'd pull you, we'd have a conversation, it'd be constructive. But we naturally do think like that so like say if you've got a boss who's asking you for updates they might be micromanaging you a bit and or or maybe it's not going well like we've had a guy who's who's been sacked recently from from one of the places that we placed him and and he hadn't really put himself forward like he hadn't so he'd missed deadlines stuff and then he was like well they didn't come back to me and they didn't do this and they didn't do that but what did what could you have done differently so in the workplace I think it's more difficult to understand and try and find that line. Like, are you doing everything that you can to be involved if you want to be involved? To um, add value, obviously, if you want to add value, to do a good job and to obviously show your manager that you are capable. Because if you're just waiting for stuff, waiting for opportunities, you might feel victimised and it might not be the case. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's quite an important <clears throat> thing to say. And it's shit. If that's not the case and you've just got off, horrible manager then we really 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 feel for you and that shouldn't be happening but you've got to raise it don't tolerate shit you're an adult now and if you and these are the people who are adults <laughs> you're an adult now and if, if you're having a shit time at work do something about it Tell it's not someone. just a case of just leaving like think if you really like your job but you just got someone who's there who you don't like try and do something about it because you shouldn't have to move jobs just because of that situation. Yeah, you've got to take ownership, responsibility, accountability, whatever you want to call it, for your own happiness. And sometimes that is putting yourself out of your comfort zone and telling someone, trying to change something, standing up for yourself, and it will feel awful. Yeah. But you you should be proud of yourself for doing it and because you have to try and make things better for yourself and then if people that aren't quite adults we have a very wide ranging age group of people that listen to this and so one of the reasons why we wanted to share our stories is just so if people are at school or college or university or they're in work or however old you are or whatever stage you're at in your career if you are being bullied it's not okay but it is okay it will be okay but you have to do something about it maybe don't go and headbutt them or nearly push them off a bridge, or hit them with an umbrella. <laughs> Whatever your version of that is, just make a change. Start, you know, and 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 change the way the dominoes fall. Oh my god! And it absolutely starts and ends with you. And you know, you hear those awful, awful stories where it's got too much, and people have decided to take, you know, life into their own hands and stuff like that. And that is awful. And it's. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. No, like like I said, take responsibility. You are the only person that can make a change in your life. And I get that if someone's hitting you, it's really hard to stop that from happening at the time. But change the narrative, change your story because you can do, you can't. And you think of like domestic violence cases where people stay in the house and, and you're like, why do they stay there? And it, sometimes it's really, really difficult to leave, but nothing lasts forever. You can't, you can change things. And there are, I mean, we're probably not the best people to talk to about all this sort of stuff because much we want to be therapists, we're not right now. No, um, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no, maybe when we're retired. Just for each other. <laughs> yeah, but definitely get help, speak to someone and, um, and do something about it because you are enough, you deserve better. And um, you deserve to be happy, don't you? Absolutely. And equally, if you are seeing this happening to other people, then, you know, you have a duty to the people that you care about to also do something and help change their narrative 
with them, for them, or just to, you know, just to do something to change what's going on. Yeah, definitely. Right, we've got Jamie. This got serious. I know, we've got (laughs) Jamie's one-to-one, and then I've got a call at half past 12, and I'm just not sure we're going to be able to do it all. No, we need to learn how to manipulate time. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.